0: Yo! Yo! The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin.
1: Good morning, Vernon.
2: Good morning, Devin. Good morning.
1: So what so, you got? Uh, well, so this is what I've been thinking. We just uh, just now turned on the uh, the, re- the record button. and I, Did you see the countdown? I did see that? the
2: countdown. I actually think I had the same exact thought as you. Uh, so now, but go ahead.
1: I really, I want to, you know, we're really fortunate, you know, to have had this idea to start this podcast and everything like that. And. One of the pieces of software that we use is a website called FusionCast. And since we've been using it, like the number of little niceties, I don't know if you've noticed like this, like, right. So today it was, it did did a little countdown for us. Three, two, one, right after you hit record. And I got to say, man, seeing it's one thing we talk about the process and like the iterative and the changing, but then we get to see it on someone else's tool as Mario builds this application up and i just think that's super exciting
2: well how about the uh not recording i don't know if you saw that up at the, yep. up at the corner uh, that would that been added as well you know even some of the touches where you see the recording and the audio only we didn't have that originally it was just like a red you had like a red dot or something i think originally yeah so you could see the growth on it absolutely There's there's, yes. there's a there's a few different speak uh little tweaks
1: that he's been making along the way just these little touches and, and, you know, I, I appreciate it from a, pers- from the perspective of like, we're trying to do our own things and sort of like, we, we haven't talked business in, in a hot minute, um, but you know, we're trying to do our own things and grow our own businesses. And it's neat to get to use software that's exciting. And, you know, they're, they're trying to, their best to like, you know, m- make cool stuff and, and iterate and improve. And I don't know, I just, uh I'm feeling really, uh, really fortunate to get to use like software that people are actively care about and they want to make really great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I had a couple conversations conversations um, over the week and uh, one of the ones in the vein that, in the thing that conversation we're having right now and in terms of other people and the development of like, you know, creators kind of taking back control. Right. Um, so, And their process as they develop and get better and build different things, right? So one of the things that, remember a while back we had the the episode where we talked about art Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, how there was no art on my walls, but then I was admiring, you know, you were like, yeah, I got, you know, a few different things on the wall, right? Well, I was talking to an artist who, you know, she was telling me about like how the art industry has started to follow in the footsteps of, like, the music industry. And there was a time, you know, prior in art, it was very much about, um, you know, being ex- exclusive and having the exclusive rights to, like, one, the, the one of one, you know what I mean? Right. And now there's a, a industry that's very popular where art is being sold more so digitally, like, like an album, like a CD would. Where instead of just selling like to one person for, you know, fifteen thousand, now artists are looking to move in a direction of selling to fifteen thousand people, you know, or five thousand people a print or a digital version of their art piece for, you know, ten dollars. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just this lane of like creativity where now there's a platform being built where artists can take back their control. You know, more so than before where it was all about, you know, pretentious rich folks who were determining, you know, who who actually is a good artist and who isn't. You know what I mean? Like half the stuff that you hear is good art and you look at it, a lot of it I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like I, <laughs> you know, like like uh what's the not abstract What's the
1: one? Modern art sometimes gets that call out and abstract yeah. art gets yeah. that call out. One of, the, yeah. one of the ones that I think is really interesting is in, in China, there's like this whole neighborhood where what they do in that neighborhood is they copy like masterworks, like, you know, historically important paintings. and they, Like Mona Lisa. They, yeah, like for example. And they repaint them. Um, in the style of that person, like as close to the original as possible. And then you can buy it. So if you want, you can have a painting, a famous painting that was hand-painted by some people who are super talented, but you're just not getting the original, you know? And yeah, I, I think that that's kind of, I don't know, I think it's interesting. I, I'm i excited about the direction that, that art's heading with all with all this stuff because- yeah. Much like, so music, I, we were talking, Sarah and I, this morning, um, or yesterday morning, rather. There's this band that we listen to, and uh, and they put out, like, two new songs every four months or so, and then an album every year and a half or two years, right? So they're, like, constantly putting out new music. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, like, in the in the world of albums 15 years ago, you'd put out an album to be an event and everybody would talk about it for 3 months, right? That's just not how it works anymore. Nope. You need to stay in people's world and so you need to put out, you know, a couple new songs, a couple new songs, a re-recording of an old song. You know, like you just need to stay in people's uh world. You know, the businesses of all business whatever it is is changing, right? Like mm-hmm. and you need to be willing to change along with it and, you know, update whatever it is that you need to update so that you can stay current and deliver the, the product that your customers want, you know?
2: Yeah. You got to keep plugging in, man. And that, that's the beauty of the, you know, the power now and, in words of uh, Fred Hampton power to the people uh, because the power now is, is in the hands of the people, man. More, more so than ever before where, you know, a lot of things are moving in the direction of everybody truly having a vote. And like, if you like an artist, you buy their stuff. Whereas 20 years ago, whether you, you know who you like, you didn't even know why. And it was like I remember being introduced to like underground rat at like my, my middle school years when I finally started was able to like go out and like dig through crates and you know start buying my own mixtapes and all that. And the mixtape world just blew up. And it was it was the power that you got from being like. I'm not listening to what's on the radio like nobody tells me who I like like I like this person cuz their album cover has, you know, whatever on it and I turned it on and I was like, yo, I'm vibing with that. And that, you know, like that power to even be able to choose what you end up falling for is important.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's super dude, it's super interesting to see the way that you know, I think we were we were I think it was one of the Seth books, but it might've just been a podcast. And, you know, he was talking about like, when everything is available, when all the information in the world is out there, the thing that becomes valuable is not, um, having the information. It's being able to curate it, right? It's being able to be a person who says this is good. And this is why, or this is interesting. And this is why, you know, um, and, uh, and that's where you can be truly helpful to, to other people and be like, hey, this this book is interesting. This piece of music is interesting. This piece of art is interesting. You know, this concept, this idea, this teaching strategy, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it's all, it's all about having that curation now. And man, it's pretty cool. It's a cool time to be alive. You know, there's a lot of negative stuff in the world, but this is a cool time to be alive.
2: Yeah, but you just said it. Is that curation and how important that is, because, in there lies truth and, it, and not just truth of like, you know, it lies your truth and your beliefs. And then you and then you end up being able to like for me, you know, I'm, I'm often like trying to, you know, living with, a, with my spouse and, you know, being married and having so many decisions to make every single day that affects multiple people. You know, a lot of the conversation that we have as a couple is about, like, I don't have, like, these rigid viewpoints of, like, or influenced necessarily by a lot of headlines. And, like, the other day, we are sitting in, in the bed, and my wife's like, do you believe Target is hiring people? I mean, can you believe it? Target's hiring people at $24 an hour. Like, that's their new rate. And I'm just, like, headline. And I know she can be like, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, headline. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, let's look it up. We look it up and it's like, Target's hiring 15 to $24. Right. And I'm just like, I'm at a point in my life where like, I, I don't get suckered in with the, with the headlines, with the hot topic, with the like other people. You know, it could be 20 people share the same opinion. And I'm like, you know what? Give me a minute. Let me figure out my viewpoint and stance on this like I hear you and I'm sure you might be right and that might be just the exact way that I should also feel but give me ten minutes (laughs) let me make my own assumption of all of this or or figure out my own you know viewpoint on all of this before I speak
1: that's one of the great things about sports is that you're wrong so frequently that you realize that like having a having an opinion is just terrible. You know what I mean? Like you're you're just a, you're just gonna be wrong. wrong. Yeah, you're just gonna that. be wrong because you're gonna be like, oh well, they're definitely gonna win the night, and then they get blown out, and you're like, huh? <laughs> I guess I guess all that confidence that I had in that opinion maybe yeah. came, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe there was some pieces of information that I'm missing, you know? Uh, yeah. So you know that's one of the nice. I don't know. It's that's, that's one of the very nice things about sports is that you see you get this direct feedback of like, hey, you <laughs> yeah. thought this. Is that true? <laughs> so
2: Yeah. But it's important to like in life it's important to question and have an understanding based off of like, you know, your true feelings and mm-hmm. and, and true information or or as much information. I'd say maybe not even true, but as much information that you could possibly have so, so that you can decipher through and be able to come up with, with your stance or your feelings or things. So like that curation process, when it comes to business and purchasing one of the topics that we're talking about now in my house is about, you know, my wife trying to take that next step. And you know, for me, what I'm always looking at it from is like, well, what do you want to say to your customers? You know what I mean? And and how important that is because like we know from just from my experience, you know, my short experience that I've had so far and how I purchase as a customer is that purchases are votes and they're tied to something. They're tied to something. When people, when people buy your stuff, most times they're buying you in the whole thing you know what i mean like i can buy freaking i don't know i can buy meat from any butcher right like any place i want but i got a little local butcher that i go to because i'm buying their their whole their whole spill you i'll trim it for you we'll get you the exact cut you know what do you you know like we have we're gonna treat you like the experience you know Uh, Barbecue pit man that you are And it gives me a feeling When I go in there and I'm like hey Can you ground me up some brisket you know what I mean And it's like yeah like I I get The you know that people like us Type deal you know what I mean And I'll spend the extra you know Dollar fifty a pound Because people like Us buy our meats in Places like this
1: and that's And that's the whole Um I mean, we talked about it the other day but that that's the whole point of of how selling things and you know the the idea of exchanging goods for services is designed to work right like it's not just go get the cheapest possible result that you can it's get the result that is identifying the things that, that you value and treating the things that you value in the same way you know what i mean like that that's the whole point um and that's why trade is great, you know? Like it's one of the many reasons that trade is great is that you get to interact with other people who are putting themselves in your shoes and saying like, "Hey, how can I help you and serve you and and, and make make this thing that I'm good at available so that you can purchase it so that I can go get something else that I need." You know? Um that's that's the whole point. So, yeah. I don't know, man, it's a pretty uh it's a pretty good time, you know, it's weird to say, you know, when when you look at the news right now, it feels like oh the world is ending. But then if you take a step back and you look around, you can go like, hmm, out of nothing, some guy built a, a, a podcast recording platform, and it works, works really good, you know. And then yeah. out of nothing, another guy started a, a a little spices brand with a couple of friends, and they're they're trying to make a go of it and figure out what that is. And out of nothing another guy's trying to, like, build a tool for comic stores. And, like, it's it's a pretty tremendous opportunity, moment, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, we're, we're super fortunate.
2: You, you know what? And, and we can move into the book after this. But it feels like I remember being obsessed with, like, video games, you know, early on in my childhood, right? And what we're doing from a business standpoint is it, it – it, I share that same – excitement and obsession that came along when i like couldn't wait to get home so that i can finish another game in my madden season like you know what i mean like like i feel that same excitement and it's just like and part of the the excitement to that madden season was like the day that they started the franchise mode and it would be like oh my god i could like i could build my own team i can draft my own players i can do and it and it's i like building things so like this from this business side of you know all the business side of things that we've done it's all been exciting going back to even watching as this podcast website you know fusion cast is being built it's exciting to me it reminds me of like madden franchise mode like you know like getting excited about drafts and then having the ability to to uh, bring over the actual college players from the NCAA football game. And what all that did for me as a kid, all of this stuff feels the same exact way of that excitement of like the new Madden is out. And I can't wait till midnight to go stand in the line with a hundred other people for an hour and a half to get this game.
1: It's it's a lot like like that because it's it's all these like – you're you're right it's all all these like little steps that you take and then as you take them you can look back and you go oh that brought me to here and this brought this did this and and you can kind of see it build up you know and and who knows where it ends up right i mean you might you might lose in the season like that happens and that's okay because there's another Mm -hmm. season right after that that you can just pick up and start you know
2: and that's what made the franchise mode so great is it just like back before franchise mode it was one season Mm -hmm. and then the season would be over and that'd be it and then you'd be like all right i guess i'll start another season but you didn't get to do any of the building part there was no free agency there was no trades you did in this season mode you just picked the team and you just play that same season constantly over and over and over again it's like well how many times can i do that that's what life prior to all of this kind of felt like it was one season i couldn't do no trades i had no franchise mode there was there was there was literally just you picked either the, the one of the thirty two teams. It was like if I if I was playing with the Eagles, I was stuck with Rodney Pete, and that was it. And I, just, you know, like I couldn't make any trades. I couldn't get any better, and it, you know. And then and, and in comes franchise mode, you know. And now, now all I'm of a sudden like,
1: you can flip yeah, Rodney Pete for somebody.
2: Yeah, you know. You know how many times in franchise mode I had like Peyton Manning as my quarterback, like you know, on the Eagles, like. You know all my favorite players i would find a way to figure out the glitch in the uh system and be like you know find like a terrible trade like offer like six draft picks and the system would go sure i'll give you john elway for six draft picks yeah like in, in real life that would never work you like you figure out different ways of free agency to get all the best players because the way that the free agency worked in in franchise mode was pretty much if you just pumped up their bonus money to the max, every free agent would take it. That was the glitch in the system. Sure. So, you know, like I remember I would draft Tuddy Brewski every year because I knew that this was a glitch. We found it, me and my cousins. Tuddy Brewski would go up to like a 95 overall year two if you just draft Tuddy Brewski. So, like, it was like some glitch in the system that – Teddy sure. Brewski would turn into a superstar the next year. And so every year you would go get Teddy Brewski, you know, and it was just like those types of little things that you just, you, you kind of figure out and made it fun. And yeah. now we're in that point where like, I'm able to trade in life. Uh, you know, I feel like from a, from a career standpoint, I'm able to have pretty much anything I want as long as I'm willing to do or willing to sacrifice what it takes to be able to get it and my wants aren't results oriented my wants are like i want to try and start a business you know what i mean and like or i want to start a business which i did Yeah. You know, you know i stay away from the ideas of trying to control how successful that business can be you know because in reality i know i don't i don't have necessarily full control over
1: that but you know that if you put in a bunch of good I- inputs you're likely to get some good outputs and that's what I control yep so it, it, it's, it's it's
2: pretty awesome. I don't know how we got to madden but
1: uh <laughs> how was the book <laughs> this was a like a, a disturbing and depressing chapter or p- part so this is part three that we're talking about um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh yeah I would say pretty disturbing de- de- depressing maybe a little bit um Watching this, this young lady who's like Become, she's passed as white And she's like Sort of in living in a world of sort of, I guess, almost perpetual fear And uh, very lonely And she just won't like It doesn't seem that she'll commit to being herself in any way Um, not even with her daughter or, you know, uh, with her husband or when she, when she finally makes a friend, she won't like take the steps that it takes to commit to having a friend, right? It's not a big step to say like, she went over and apologized with the lemon cake and you, there was this moment where I was like, oh, she's going to, she's going to come out of her shell and realize that like, you know, she could be a good person and, She's not being a particularly good person right now she's being like a, a I guess a chronic alcoholic who's uh, who's sort of doing whatever she can to keep herself number one so I don't know it's a t- tough chapter to, to read what was your, how was your take no that was that was how I felt and I'm actually trying to
2: look up the name of the show oh so it reminded me there it is I couldn't find it. It reminded me of um, them. The Amazon original series, uh, I didn't them, see it. yeah. So them was basically about you know mid, uh, I guess like nineteen early. I mean late nineteen sixties. Okay. And in the mid to late nineteen sixties in uh, Compton, um, when it was a predominantly white neighborhood, and um, basically being the first black family to move into Compton, uh. um, and pretty much it was it was that story minus the passing part which you know was a little bit of a different part but it was just kind of like it took me back to that story um but yeah I, you know listening to the chapter I, I took a lot I, I had a lot of takeaway like the first thing that came to mind was like how how often it had to be often like how many people, that were passing, and based on fear, how often did they put other blacks' lives in jeopardy to protect themselves and from to protect themselves and their identities? You know sure. what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like that person. A lot of like, you know, I don't know how true it is, but they say a lot of people who do commit like hate crimes. Um, a lot of times are people who are struggling themselves mm-hmm. with that same issue or same identity, you know, crisis. You know, like in homophobia, like a lot of people... Yeah, are like you see homophobia. it all the time in politics yeah. and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, homophobia is the place where, like, most of the people that are most hateful towards, you know, or have the highest level of homophobia are people who deal with, you know, that type of sexual... You know, preference desire yeah. as well. You know, and I feel like, so it was like to me, it was like, man, I wonder how often was it the person that was passing that was like, you know, we got, you know, we got to, we got to get these people off the streets, you know, just in fear of maybe being found out, or even, you know, like they need to be even more hateful, just so that no one notices them. Like, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and that was like, you know, it, it pushes, I'm imagining her speaking up in like the, the homeowners association. Yeah. Ring, and it, it seems like she then appears even whiter. Right. Exactly. Because of her disdain or her, her vocalized disdain, you know? And like, you just think like, man, come on. But yeah,
2: that's what I said. Like when I heard, I'm like, dang, I'm like, man, like that, Probably happened a lot. In, yeah, I mean, I, like I,
1: I don't know how many people were passing, but it probably is a higher number than
2: we even realize,
1: than anybody would think. And you hear that because, like, all of a sudden, you find out all these people that are like, I think they did a bunch of these shows for like for DNA tests and stuff. And you find out that like, you find out that like Ben Affleck is like, you know, like part, partly from Cameroon and you're like Ben Affleck from Cameroon, you know? And you, and so there must've been a lot more of that for sure. sort of, you know, because like, it's a stupid, you know, the whole idea of like, whatever, but
2: yeah. Well, (laughs) think of it this way. Like we were pretty, we were pretty, uh, ill-informed, shall I say, country state to state prior to like i don't know late 90s like you hear some of the stories of the 70s and how like serial killers were able to just like do whatever they want and go to like the neighboring state and And then they were fine even (laughs) though no one even know (laughs) you know hey i just met you know it's like imagine like you know imagine today like Introducing your new friend and being like, Oh, meet my friend Ted Bundy. He, yeah, you know, what a great guy. Uh, Sa- he wants- Dude, Sarah and I talk about that all like,
1: the like, amount of stuff you could get away with in 1974 is insane. Yeah. All I mean, you had to do was move, you exactly. Could, and you didn't have to go far, you could just go from Pennsylvania to Delaware.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, could you imagine today, like, like imagine SNL like replaying the skit of like when Ted Bundy went from, you know, friggin' Colorado to, like, Florida or whatever. Like, introducing your buddy Ted down in, like, Florida. Being like, oh, yeah, meet my buddy Ted. Such a great guy. Like, come on now.
1: Now everybody Googles everybody, right? Yeah,
2: immediately they be like, oh, Ted, do you know? (laughs) Are you sure you know Ted? (laughs) You know, so, so to me, it's like, when I think of that, because I'm always like, interested in You know, I watch a lot of these truth crime documentaries and all these serial killers. And I'm like, just like you said, I'm like, dude, this dude moved to Texas from Arkansas and nobody knew where the hell he was. Like the police didn't even call each other. Like no one tips off the next state. So to put that in passing, it's like, hell yeah. You just probably moved from the South to Chicago. And, and then all like, of a
1: sudden you're like, yeah, I'm yeah, a Greek.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like easily. Cause we were pretty gullible as hell as yeah. a society back then. And you just got away with whatever, like lying, like lying was like this foreign thing that just like people, were like, oh, you, this person lied. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> can you imagine the earliest liars, like the earliest liars probably lived a life of like riches. And uh, well, I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go, go back to the beginning of time. The Alexander the great was probably one of the, the earliest liars and he probably lived a fruitful life. Yeah. Know? Well,
1: I mean, he got a, He got a name out of it at least.
2: Yeah, exactly. Here's these people who love being servants for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, it, it, it's to me, that was the first thing that I thought about was like, man, this probably happened a lot in it and it probably put a lot of people's lives in danger. Because of it, like even even more so than we even know, you know what I mean? So that was one that was one of the big takeaways from the early part of the chapters. Um, I do have a. I feel like there's a tell happening um, in terms of what's to
1: come. Uh, oh, yeah. There's stuff. Def- there, I, yeah. I mean, it's, you see, she's, she's going to be at the pool party, right? Something. Yeah, something's yeah, yeah, yeah. going to happen. She's going to see what looks like her mom.
2: Exactly. Some, something's coming. LA LA next chapter, something's coming.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's being you know, set up. Well, and I mean I like I like the the foreshad like that's all the foreshadowing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That you learned about yeah. in, in school where they were like where you kind of like hint at stuff and mm-hmm. you know, it it really to to call it out again, like man, this book is well written. It is, it is really well written.
2: This was my favorite part, favorite collection of chapters myself. so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I I liked it the most I I thought it told the best story um, Oh I agree
1: it fully told the best story for yeah. sure
2: It told the best story There it, was the it, most
1: complexity all that yep. most
2: complexity it put it it absolutely put you back in 1960 Like it was like a movie the whole mm-hmm. three chapters were like a movie where it was like I was watching them again but in detail now yep. You know like in, in very you know under the microscope detail um which was pretty awesome it it's been you know i like the husband another great really good character where i'm interested into knowing how much the husband truly knows like how did he have any like idea any thought of his wife possibly being colored like it feels like cuz she clearly married someone who is more open to the way the world is changing than anyone than than the rest of the world in that time
1: yeah she she married someone with with, with much more like you know liberal not in the sense of like you know w- w- like we talk about it today but liberal in the sense of like that that open perspective mm-hmm. um view yeah, way more. Because he said, hey, you belong here and taught her how to eat oysters. And, like, you know, to, to your point, like, like think about how much that scene stands out. Like, yeah. how well written is this book that yeah, that scene like, sticks yeah, yeah. out, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, I would agree that this is probably the best part so far. Like, yeah. You know, that it, it sticks with me the most, at least.
2: I feel like she, he finds out. I feel like he finds out. I feel like in the book, I, I just, and he's like the perfect character. To be able to withstand that that blow and also be willing to live that lie with her. You know what I Maybe. mean? Like I, feel, I feel like that's the character that she, the writers developed where he's like, he he's not as hateful as um, the rest of the world is for sure. But I think he has way more love in his heart for people of, of, you know, like people that look different, people that are different sexually, whatever it is. Like, I feel like there's something coming with the husband.
1: Well, yeah, it it does seem that he is, he's a little bit more open-minded in like, in a way that's, that's, I think more maybe genuine, I think is maybe what you're trying to reach for. But like, he doesn't say that he's, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but he, I I agree with you that he does seem like just much more open. Like the idea that he would go to New Orleans and get a job that like is clearly below his station, right? Like his station in life as a, you know, Connecticut blue blood type guy is not just go get a job in marketing in New Orleans. So he's kind of having an adventure of his own. Exactly, life,
2: you know? I feel like his van, like he's he's vanishing half as well.
1: It, I'm sure everyone is, if you think about it, like it, because yeah. <laughs> this book is too well written for everyone not to be.
2: <laughs> yeah, so like I'm waiting to see. That's the other tell that I'm waiting for is that I wonder when they get back to Stella and her family. Like, is she his beard? You know what I mean? Like, like oh. is she his beard? Is hmm. he like? You know, like there's certain tales that I'm like, like, like something's Maybe. tying together where I feel like as I'm reading each chapter and I'm, and I'm kind of getting to know the husband and I'm just like, this is 1968. This dude is way too, you know, attentive to his wife and her needs. And if you're generally writing the book of a character of a white male in 1968, like you said, coming from, you know, the highest heights of like success with his family. One, why the hell would he be in New Orleans? You know, that's like a a city of secrets. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like I you know, maybe that maybe this character is just a, a brush by character like uh like Yeah, Sam. maybe he's just
1: a yeah, maybe he's just a nice um, guy that happens yeah. to be in the book, you know? Exactly.
2: But or Maybe it's the setup. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll yeah. find out, man. Yeah, I
1: guess we'll find out, man. I, I'm enjoying the heck out of this book. Thanks yeah, so much really for recommending it. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Uh, so uh, where can people find us, Vernon?
2: They
1: can find us... Uh, you know what? Quick check-in? Anything new? Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, like, a couple good things going on. You know, I, I have... Uh, I keep, like, kind of building up this feature. I'm hopefully going to have some stuff done by Friday so I can meet up with the guy... From the comic shop and be like hey does this solve your needs he wanted like a little printout thing so see if that can get that done so you know it's it's going things are things are moving in a positive direction and i'm super excited about it so you know but nothing uh nothing too exciting like concrete wise how about you
2: yeah we're uh, i'm back to mixing seasonings up we got um you know two weeks from now we got a a former's market type of thing going on Um, got a conference call later on today with the with the team, just to get back plugged in. We 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 got to get plugged in again. I'm I'm telling you, we still like the the COVID linger Mm -hmm. is a real deal, and not just for the actually for actual people who you know test positive, but even just the business side of things, like your life. You know, just like we hit that wall when. When uh, COVID kind of hit all of our homes, and that unplugged us for two weeks, and since then we haven't been able to be consistent with the plug-in like we were prior to everybody having like like we went full shutdown COVID mode, and um, since then we haven't been consistent plugging back in. Knocked then. everybody like, off
1: their skis. Yeah, it's been yeah. like
2: every other week, or you know what I mean, like so. Um, Super Bowl was the last time we we actually had a face to face meeting. Um, we haven't been doing those enough, and so we we just got to get back. We got to get back on our skis. There you go. It's a good way of putting it. Get back on our skis. You know, yeah. get back to meeting. You know, gas prices ain't helping. You know, nah. that, that trip back and forth is a little more expensive than what it was. So, you know, mm-hmm. FaceTiming zoom calls we just got to really get back on our get back on our squares here so we can start planning again and, and getting things you know taken care of
1: yeah i mean i you know uh, i think that's part of it right part of it is like all right well you know you guys had some momentum now you lost momentum how do you get it back you know and what is it what does it get back to right like that's a Right, I had the whole thing with JD, and then that kind of went off the rails. And I went out and talked to the next guy, right? Like, because you have to keep it, you have to keep it moving. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. So, well, I'm excited. I'll, I'll look forward to uh, an update next week. Then. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right. So, all right. So now, where can people find us, Vernon?
2: They can check us out on the processesblackandwhite.com, and they can also search us up on our social media platforms at. Search The Process is uh, Black and White. And we'll pop right up.
1: I'll talk to you next week.
2: All right, man. Have a great Later. week. Later.
0: And that's all the time we have this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process is Black and White. Come join us next week where the journey continues on the road to successful entrepreneurship. For further information, go to www.theprocessisblackandwhite.com. Any views or opinions represented on this podcast do not constitute financial advice or any other advice. Vernon and Devin inspire you to conduct your own due diligence before making any personal financial decisions.